from Virginia Farm Bureau. This is Cattle Pulse. I'm Elijah Griles, and from Appalachia to the Eastern Shore, we're happy to have you join us on your monthly update on the Virginia feeder cattle markets, the national trends that affect them, and stories of cattle producers around the Commonwealth. Welcome to the July 5th episode of Cattle Pulse. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. I'm really excited to share with you all a lot of developments that have been going on both here in the state and also in the national feeder cattle markets. First, I want to talk about the drought situation. When we are at the beginning of June, we'd kind of seen this similar pattern as what we saw in July, which is we'd gotten pretty dry, and then we saw some rains come across the state that really helped to alleviate that dryness. Now, I know a lot of y'all up in the valley were really experiencing some stage one to stage two drought up there, And it is good that drought has improved across the state, but it does persist with 39% of the state still being abnormally dry or worse with 7.17% in stage one drought. This is down 26% from last week, so we're thankful for the rains that we saw. And overall, 61% of the state is drought free, which is up from 36% last week. The NOAA Climate Prediction Center shows a 33 to 50% probability that the state will receive above normal precipitation in July, which hopefully will mean that we'll see improvement in the dry and drought conditions across the state that we're currently facing still, even with that improvement that we saw since last week. I know that this is a great concern to everyone, especially as you think about getting those calves that you've been holding across the summer and keeping them on pasture um, and getting them through until you can sell them at the market or wean them and keep them in your herd. Um, So it's certainly encouraging to see that there is a good probability that those drought conditions will be alleviated throughout the rest of the state as we continue through the month. Now, we have saw some big moves in the futures market over the past couple days, and I just want to talk about that here in a moment. But first, let's talk about the numbers. So these are reported for the feeder cattle futures contract for the month of July. We are going to talk about the cash index because that'll give us a better idea of where the market's at now since we're still out from the August contract. The cash index, which is that index of prices from the 12 state region in the Midwest, is at $231.41 a hundredweight. This is up 11.23% from last month. The August futures contract came in at $247.13, which is up 2.48% from last month. And then last but certainly not least, the September contract is trading at $250.73 which is up 2.6% from last month. So these certainly are some exciting numbers, some big moves in that cash index reporting on July 5th from the CME group. Now the question is why? June cattle on feed, which was the report that came out on June 23rd, was neutral to bearish, 
And this is because cattle placements in May of 2023, which is the most recent data that we have, was up 1.96 million or 4.6% from May of 2022, which is well over the anticipated 1.7% increase uh, year over year that the analyst were thinking was going to happen. So that kind of sends us these bearish signals um, showing that we have more cattle on feed or being placed on feed than we anticipated. But that bearishness that sort of resulted in a small reduction in the futures market has really been offset by the June acreage report, also from the National Ag Statistics Service, that showed that U.S. corn acres were over 94 million, which was up 2.3% from the March estimate and a whopping 6.2% higher than last year. So although this is really related to new crop, we have seen that corn futures contract fall And that's contributed to the rally in the feeder cattle futures that we're seeing as these Midwest feeders are anticipating that the feed corn that they rely on is going to be significantly cheaper moving into the fall. When we see a rally like this in the futures market, that means that there are opportunities for price risk management. Livestock risk protection is a form of price risk management that we've talked about on this show before. It's a federal crop insurance program to help protect producers' prices. And those policies are up from less than 500 being purchased by producers in 2019 to almost 16,000 having been purchased in 2023 year to date. Higher subsidies have helped increase the availability of this insurance. The federal government will subsidize up to 55% of the premium cost, and the strong feeder cattle market has driven the increase in policies sold as well. To learn more about how livestock risk protection could help protect your operation, we would encourage you to reach out to our Farm Bureau Crop Insurance Specialist at 804-290-1207, and we'll put a link to their website in the show notes. Now, whenever we focus on cattle production and cattle marketing like we do here on Cattle Pulse, it's also important that we consider the retail perspective. Choice all-fresh beef prices hit a record high of $8.08 a pound in May, which smashed the previous record of $7.90 a pound, which was set all the way back in October of 2021. Now, we know that this is partially a result of tighter beef supplies, which are down 4.8% from a year ago. But it's also coupled with this really strong consumer demand, which is receiving a boost from the summer grilling season as well. We just passed the 4th of July holiday. Everyone, ourselves included, I'm sure, was getting together, grilling steaks, putting burgers out. And so it's important that we keep our pulse on whether or not this strong consumer demand continues into the fall. One way that we can do that is think about the price of beef relative to chicken and pork. So chicken is slightly elevated from where it was a year ago on a per pound basis, but pork has been trending downwards. And so how this affects beef is that the consumer is making choices between these protein sources. And so as beef continues to surge higher and higher, although it is following a seasonal pattern still, There is, of course, a point where beef could price itself out of the market. So that is something we will continue watching, but just want to talk about the retail perspective there for a moment. 
Let's take a look at the numbers here in Virginia. Abingdon Tri-State for those five weight steers, medium and large number one, brought $224.30 a hundredweight, which is up 13.44% on average in June. Blackstone saw prices of $236.60 a hundredweight, which is up 3.8%. Lynchburg came in at $237 a hundredweight, which is up 0.41%. Radiant was at $253.80 a hundredweight, which is up 4.88%. Shenandoah Valley brought in $244.70 a hundredweight in June, which was up 11.2% from a month ago. Winchester is at $248.60 a hundredweight, which is down 0.37% from the month prior. Our six market average, this is new this month, was $240.80 a hundredweight, which was up 5.23% from a month ago. As you can see, Virginia is following suit with this strengthening in the futures market. This big rally that we're seeing is hopefully going to carry us into July as well with continued strong prices. We call this episode hot summer. Obviously, we've had a lot of that hot and humid, very seasonal weather for July, although we had that cool spring. But now we are also seeing some of those hot prices. And we're anticipating that to continue as we look at the futures board for those August contracts. We really expect some prime opportunities, not only for marketing your cattle, but also for price risk management, like that livestock risk protection that we talked about earlier. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us on Cattle Pulse. Have a great month, and we'll talk to you in August. August.